Hello, everyone. Welcome back to an episode of Blurred Lines. I am J Rob here with my co host, Anthony K, aka Fluent. What's up, my man? Okay, how, you how you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, we're unpacking today. This is what I love most because we get to deep dive into some different topics. And there's the finals going on as well. So that's pretty dope. Um, so we wanted to kick off the show, uh, just quick mention, we also need to be very adamant about being up to date with this situation, making sure throughout, throughout our time with this platform that we shed some light on this topic at all times, keep it in everybody's head. So Brittany Griner, her uh, trial got pushed back, got extended another 15 days. Um, I think she was almost done serving up the 30 days that it was already extended. Uh, only got pushed back a certain 15. Isn't it? Uh, I thought it was to July 2nd now. Is that correct? Uh, it was to July 2nd originally. I mean, no, it wasn't to July 2nd originally. I think it was to the end of June, no? And then they pushed it back to 15. So, yes, now it is, yeah, so now it is July 2nd. Yeah. You know you know how I feel about this. Free Britney, by the way. Free Britney. Um, but, like, if this, was, and if this was a male athlete, they'd yeah. be out. Yeah. They'd be out. It's it's and and now they're starting. Just now we're starting to hear from you know the yeah. LeBron Jameses of the world, right? Saying, right. "Oh, hey, this is important. This was important two months ago." Yeah, yeah. Crazy. No, seriously, it's seriously. But I mean, look, I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible. I feel like there has to be some sort of growing optimism that this thing will get done sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, you know, and I will say this. Uh, at least that, at least with this situation, she's getting extended. If, this, if they're pushing it back, they're only pushing it back 15 days, 30 days. If it's only in these short spans, that means there is a, there's some sort of like ramp up to get this done, right? So I'm gonna grow, hope there's a growing optimism. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, free Britney, free BG, seriously. Um, so moving forward, I know that we, there's been this big, big dust up now in the golf scene. Um, Who would have ever thought we're gonna be talking golf? <laughs> yeah, so this is this is kind of great though. Week two, week two, we're going into golf. So I mean, hey, I'm loving it already. I'm loving it here already. There, um, there's nothing better than a controversy in sports, and it makes me think of. Listen, you can go back to the AFL, NFL. You yeah. can. You know, I'm going to go to the wrestling world, the Monday Night Wars, WWF at the time, and WCW. Mm -hmm. It made it better. And I think this Live Golf Tour, I think it's going to either, look, it's either going to create a second tour, people are going to be split. Yeah. Or it's going to make the PGA Tour kind of rethink what they do because, you know, I was mentioning to you before we started recording. I didn't, and I didn't know this. They don't, the PGA Tour doesn't pay for players' travel expenses. I didn't know that either. And just think about this. People are going to say, well, they make millions of dollars. No. The right. top players make millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. But what about, you know, what about player 200? Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Just, just think about this now if I put it to a different sport. Right. All right, LeBron, Curry, you know, KD. Uh, we're going to pay Giannis. We're going to pay for you to fly to your games. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I don't know. Lou Dort, I, I'm trying to think of even he's actually even probably too good. I'm, I'm trying to think of lower level players. Ken Bazemore. Hey, Ken Bazemore. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, guys, you guys have to pay your own way. Yeah. Or hotel, airfare, like to get yeah. to 
for games. Right. There wouldn't be an NBA. Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah. think about I'll put it this way. All the five starters, every the five starters for a team, mm-hmm. their airfare and hotels are paid for. Right. The other eight who are not, and I'm not saying the PJ pays for those guys, but I'm just saying those guys typically make the biggest salary so they can right. you know, they're fine. But what about those other eight, nine, 10 people on the roster? Yeah. If they're not getting paid, they can't afford to be flying around on those tight schedules. Like, you know how much travel, just think about yeah. you have 42 road games. So you got airfare there and back, hotel expenses. Like, you know, you're going to say, oh, the, the minimum, what's the, I don't know, what's the NBA minimum now? 900,000. 900,000. Okay. Mm-hmm. People are going to tell me, oh, that's, they can still afford it. Yeah, they can, but like you would never expect that. I, and again, yeah. I didn't know this. So I like what the live tour is doing. I think, you know, I don't know how much you, how much in, in depth you've gotten, but 55% of their yeah. revenue goes to the, 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 the purse for the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. People are watching for the players, not for you. Right. right? Name me another sport that pays out more than half of their revenue to their players. I couldn't tell you. So ultimately, I'm not. I don't watch golf on a consistent basis. I am not as deep dive into the sport. I've played it multiple times, but I couldn't tell you everybody in the sport. However, with this whole situation, I think this is just clear to tell it tells everyone that everybody has a price. Yeah. Everybody has a price. And, you know, prior to coming on, I didn't realize like there was like golf for 200 is probably paying for their flag and their hotel to be a part of the tour. That's money coming out of whatever purse they would have made. Right. Because those are expenses. However, yeah. if, if it's being covered already, you're getting paid a bit more. I mean, think of it. Think of it like the record industry. Yeah. It's like the record industry. And everyone keeps saying how producers and and they'll say, you know, they take advantage of the artists. Why? Well, because artists don't know this. Say, hey, I'm going to mm. record a demo. Cool. They get in yep. there. They record the demo. They're so excited. It goes out. You know, they sell their first million copies and they go, wow, I made one cent yeah. right per copy. So that's what's one cent on a million. It's $100,000. And then the studio hits you up and says, well, here's your studio fees. Here's your marketing fees. Costume. Yeah. Publishing. All that. Right, yeah. And now you got nothing. And you're like, hold on. Like, I'm a platinum selling artist and i got right. nothing. nothing and i'm broke and it doesn't make that's, sense to me that's the, that's what some of these guys on the pga tour they go through q school they be they yeah. get tour eligible and now well you got to pay to fly here you got to pay to play there right you still got to pay for lessons you got to pay in most cases you got to pay for your green fees and actually i think pga players uh once you're on the tour they get to play for free at courses yeah, yeah. either way there's stuff you got to pay for i just i think it's ridiculous yeah no i agree and i don't want to be honest like I think that honestly course coincides a little bit with what you see now with, with NIL, like players are t- leaving their schools to test their markets because everybody has a price. Like ultimately I, I will say this and I heard this, um, I saw this on a tweet and it made sense to me. And I, and I think I could do it. If you look at certain players like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, um, I'll make you think of another Will Levis and Kentucky. I would enter the transfer portal just cause just to see what my market value is. Right. Like I'm not telling my head coach, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm just going to put my name into the portal to just see. 
because if I can make test free agency, I'm going to test free agency. If I can get 1.2 here, why would I not go see if USC wants to offer me 2 million or if I can do, you know what I'm saying? So this is, this is your, our realities now. And I think the PJ tour has to wake up and smell the coffee a little bit. Like if they can get, if people can get more money doing what they love, they're going to do it somewhere else. I have, a, I have a new issue. It's interesting you brought up NIL. I have a new issue with NIL that I never thought of before because I'm a huge proponent and you know this of, of yeah. players getting paid. Yeah. Here's my problem. And listen, these guys are young, like mm-hmm. young men getting paid. So yeah. my starting quarterback signs an NIL deal for $2 million. Mm-hmm. Right? He's 18, 19 years old. Like all of us at 18, 19 years old when we got our scholarships, cocky as hell. Oh, of course. Probably, probably arrogant as hell, too. My left, my second string left tackle has no NIL deal because he's a second string left tackle. Mm-hmm. I was rude to him. I didn't let him, you know, get in front of me in the cafeteria line, and I took the last scoop of macaroni and cheese. I know I'm painting a nasty picture. <laughs> and I talked down to him because he's a second string left tackle. Mm-hmm. And I throw it in his face that I'm making $2 million and you're getting nothing, so do your job. What's to stop him from not doing his job and getting that quarterback killed because he's not protecting his blind side? So when I think of NIL, I thought, great, players getting paid. But then I think back to before there was an NIL, and I said all players. My Mm -hmm. thing was always every player should get a base. And then the way I structured my deal (laughs) in my head was that every player gets this base. Mm -hmm. Then there is a bonus for like jersey sales or you know appearances signing autographs those types of things that you can now you know do then they get but at least everybody gets this base then then you can get this next tier up and then there's a threshold where like hey we can't pay a max of whatever dollar amount the rest of that goes into their graduation fund so they get it when they graduate Mm -hmm. right like like a bonus like they did you know with alan iverson at 50, you're gonna, get, you're gonna get like 40 million dollars. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. get this money at 50, yeah. right? So no, in this genius. at this case, it's it's graduation. So it's like, hey, your school's been paid for. Now here's a lump sum, whether you're a professional or not. Hey, if you go pro, great. You got yeah. a little extra money to throw on. If you don't go pro, here's a down payment on your like depending on how good you are, here's a down payment on your house, or here's your you know, your car so you can drive to your new job, whatever it is, here's like that end of year bonus if you hit this whatever that plateau that we set. What I didn't think of when NIL came out and I said, oh, this is great. Players get to, you know, players will get paid. What about those players that don't? And now does that create more friction, any resentment? Because the guy getting paid, look, it's, it's, it's in our nature. We're going to do it as teenagers, right? Young men, you're going to say something and now I'm getting nothing. And I'm like, well, what am I doing this for? So I understand, but I'm going to say this. The thing is, you know what else? You have the opportunity, though, to enter the transfer portal risk-free one chance. And the thing about NIL is, yes, I understand the Caleb Williams, he's the, the, the starting quarterback for USC. So he's making way more money than the punter is or the second-string punter or uh, the backup middle linebacker. That's that's clear, but that's because of his market. His marketability is I'm higher than... I'm not saying deserve more. I'm just saying... I'm not saying more money. I'm saying the ones that are making money to the ones that aren't. Because there's yeah. guys on that team that you need. You know this, right? Yeah. You played. You need all those role players. You know, they're getting nothing. 
Yeah, but I will say this actually. So my my rebuttal to that is those players who are not the premier players on the team, NIL is not invaluable to them either, though, in my opinion. Because you have the ability to make money off your, your name, image, likeness, right? So you can have the you have the free range to develop a podcast. You have free range to be a part of different local marketing events around whatever you're in. Sometimes you can't think I'm trying to make two million. Maybe if I made a hundred K, you still are okay. When I was 18, 19, 20, if I made a hundred thousand dollars, I would be. If I would have made 50K, I would have been phenomenal. I'm, I'm in college, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not employed. I'm employed by this sport here. So, yeah, I get it. There's those players who aren't going to be paid, but there is no there is no impossibility that they cannot get paid. I just think the players who aren't have to be a bit more creative. And that's just the truth I'd behind be curious it. To see, I'd be curious to see the stats, like what percentage of players get paid mm-hmm. and then what breakdown is of players i don't even know if that's going to be a thing that they're going to that they're going to do but i definitely think they should because i think it's important like if we if we start to see you know the bottom 75 percent are getting zero then then i believe i believe it's failed because it will it will it'll become an issue Mm -hmm. um i think down the road but i do if you do notice that like some teams everybody gets signed to something coming in so you have the opportunity. And I know every school can't do that. I'm not about to say every, every school. Not, not, yeah, like I give I, I give Coach Jackson, uh, Hugh Jackson at Grambling State an, a, a ton of respect because I believe they were the first school. Yeah. Every player got, like the team got signed to an that's, NIL. Right. Every player got something. That, right. I love that. that yeah, that, that's, that's the importance of it. But I will say this, though. You know why the numbers can be shrewd, though, is because there's also, you have to be real to the fact that there's a, there's a mid-major Division One, and then there's Division Two and Division Three. And at Division Two and Division Three, if they're making up the NCAA, because I feel like the only way to see an accurate number, like the most accurate number, is to look at it from a Division One, Division yeah, One double A. Yeah, you yeah. Can't, because if you add D two and D three, that yeah. those numbers will be completely shrewd, and that will end up. But it, I promise you, Are we will many, come back to this later. Many D two, D three school players getting NIL deals. Not no, I don't know how many, but I, I think if they are, they're local. I definitely will think they're like local businesses, or if they're like a division. Yeah, they're going to the car dealership on Saturday. Right. And yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's like, good. That's, that's awesome. okay. Yeah, and you know, some of those division two schools are like in their their own town is a college town, so there there's abilities. There is ability probably to make money there, but I promise you, there's going to be there is going to become a debate, and they're going to the numbers of the entire NCAA to say why the system has failed. And it's not realistic to use the entire system. I, I personally think. But you know the NCAA. Yeah. Going well, to, let's be honest. They're going to skew the numbers. They, yeah, you don't want yeah. right? they, don't, is, yeah. they don't want this. Yeah, no, no. I agree. I, I 1,000% agree, agree with that. Totally. Um, so, actually, we didn't talk about this before. Um, but this is in the eyes of scrutiny just because we brought up WWE. And I thought this was really interesting. Um Vince McMahon is being investigated by his own company for a $3 million settlement that was made out to an employee at the, at the company because Vince allegedly had an affair with this woman or this employee. I'm not surprised. I'm actually not surprised I'm either. I'm not surprised at all. Like, yeah. You know what I am surprised is that we didn't hear more of this earlier. Yeah, because if you look at even just the stuff, no, I get it. It was a character, Mr. McMahon, that he was playing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but 
like if you if you saw the content he was putting out there there's some listen with every joke someone always tells me there's always a little bit of truth in every joke yeah but with every kind of you know plot storyline that he put out there eh, i'm, I'm, I'm kind of living this a little bit yeah like i'm living this a little bit right no, you know, I've heard from ton, tons of the wrestlers right that he they were treated poorly he talked down to them like, heck, you got to work like 360 days a year or something. Nonsense. Some people like, not seeing their families for yeah. months at a time. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, I, hey, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of on the same details? side. Do you have any more details on it yet? I, I literally, this story literally dropped maybe an hour before we started. Oh, doing this. So this yeah. is like brand new. So, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll follow this up, seeing how this thing develops next a little week, bit. Next week, next week, we'll do two shots. You'll be the lawyer. And I'll be Vince McMahon. <laughs> okay, for sure. <laughs> Actually, getting into getting into between two shots, um, we got a good topic today. So, actually, I don't want to say it's a good topic. Actually, it's, it's not a good. It's not topic. a good topic. Controversial. It's, it's topic. a controversial topic. Yeah, let me not say it's a good topic. It's controversial. However, I'm saying it's a good topic because I think we both have good points in this, and I think it'll be a good conversation to have. And sometimes uncomfortable conversation is always good conversation, right? So, um, and then, and can I please again for those that you know didn't see the first episode because we're only on episode two? Uh, for those that haven't seen Between Two Shots, we each take a, a side of the mm-hmm. topic, not because we agree with it, it's because we just want to, you know, take a look at both sides of the story. So, right. in I feel like in a lot of cases, I'm going to be the one who takes <laughs> on the bad side. Just understand, I'm just trying to see it from the other side and, and yeah. making their case for them. Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm doing that again today, which is why I want to make sure I put that. <laughs> All right, go, go ahead. So, so Fluent is Jack Del Rio and I am the NFL. And I'm the NFL. <laughs> yeah. And I'm the NFL. Okay, so do you, do you want me to give the insight or do you yeah, want yeah, to? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Start off with here's okay. the story and what, what, yeah. what how do you see it? And then I'll... So, Coach Jack Del Rio, long-time coach. He's the defensive coordinator for the Washington, now, Commanders. He's well-known throughout the NFL, actually. He's probably, he's bounced around from team to team. He's definitely a well-known figure in the NFL. Um, Good head coach. coach. I think he had the Jaguars. Yeah, he had the Jaguars back in the day. I think he was with the Raiders. Um, Yeah, so he's been around. Like, this is not, this is not a name that is, it is uh, a nobody. NFL, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was obviously the com- a comment made during a a post post. I want to say it was post practice or post camp uh, OTAs. Um, long the the quote that got the world in a in a buzz was Jack Del Rio pretty much claimed that the um, what is the difference in comparing um, the the in his words the dust up that happened at the Capitol versus the the 2020 riots over the murdering of George Floyd and pretty much try to compare the two on the same playing field and obviously just put the world into a frenzy the Washington Commanders actually had to put out a statement to pretty much say that they from Coach Rivera himself put out a statement to say that Jack Del Rio was fined hundred thousand dollars and that you know this the comment does not represent the Washington commander community um, in, in, in little words. So my stance on this is 
no, I don't feel like this, the way it was expressed to me is this has always been how Jack Del Rio thinks. And, you know, this is kind of that idea, like oh, I'm a patriot, fight for my rights, American dream. Um, but I, I honestly, personally, there is no, there is no correlation between the two because it wasn't just a, du a dust up. We have a right to protest in this country. However, to break windows and to break windows to literally trespass into the United States Capitol is actually an act of treason. So it is illegal. It's something that you literally cannot do. Um, but I guess because of how powerful and how many days the riots went on during uh, for the passing of George Floyd, the killing of George Floyd, actually, let me say, there was a, a correlation there. And, and it's not, I don't think a, an innocent man being killed, being literally strangled to death on the concrete over, some people say he was trying to sell cigarettes or whatever, versus he's unarmed, versus people being upset that their hero was not elected to be the president of the United States. There is no correlation between murder against a certain community and you're upset because your political views are not going to be at the head of the United States front this this can four I, years. Can I pause you there and ask you two quick questions? Yeah. Um, and I'm I am being Jack Del Rio here. Um, one, are you more upset at the insinuating that the two events have some type of parallel or were you more upset that using the term of it calling it a dust up the i believe the insurrection like what which which is the bigger one of, of the two issues is it the dust up or is it trying to compare the two that's question I think, I think the parallel is probably what i disagree with the most <clears throat> excuse me because i think one everything that happened when george floyd there is 400 years worth of history behind it the this the what happened at the capitol was for during a certain time there was a there was groups of people who their hatred towards other groups and their rights they felt the most power that they felt probably in a long time and in that moment they chose that when their leader did not get elected as president of the united states to storm the Capitol. We got people sitting in sitting in uh, offices and breaking down uh, photographs and breaking windows, literally vandalizing a Capitol building. Yeah. I, I because of because you're really pouting. It's really just you're pouting. Like it's not, there's not any built history behind this. This is people fighting for their right to just live and not have to be worried about the people that they are tax paying to protect them versus you're mad because your hero wasn't elected. And I keep having to say it that way because that is the only way I can look at it because it looked like a bunch of people pouting on a national stage and vandalizing a building because of it. And everybody tried to compare that to the death of George Floyd and what it created in the United States. And it's just, to me, there isn't a parallel there. So, um, so question, question two from Jack Del Rio. Question two is you, you had you referred to George Floyd as the innocent man. And George Floyd was unarmed, but he wasn't innocent in the sense that he had, I believe, a warrant. He was a criminal background. Like he's no, I, I don't think anyone's innocent. 
but I, he was unarmed. I, I'm curious as to why you use the term innocent man. Because again, as Jack Del Rio. Because I'm I'm, I'm gonna call him an innocent. I would get in trouble for no, this. I understand. One. No, I understand. I'm I think calling... if I get the wrong clip out, we might get. Yeah. Trouble. But you know. Yeah. What I'm... yeah. No, I understand where we're going. I'm calling George Floyd an innocent man because, warrant or not, I don't deserve to have my life taken from me if I am not threatening anyone else's life. And that's where his innocence agree, lies. Agree with that. Agree with that. So, is a better term an unarmed man? Than okay. A... And, and, and I, don't, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I am, I am innocent in the sense of I should still be living. I'm not guilty to be sentenced to death. Okay. If we're going to look at it that way. In the, in the, in in the that. sense, yeah, like I believe unarmed, innocent in the sense of there is nothing I've done that warrants where I deserve to be. Right. The outcome. To death. The did. outcome was not, was not warranted. And so. Yes, I will say I will use the words innocent instead of unarmed because I was not guilty to a death sentence in that in that moment. Um, and that's how I look at that. And I think the old the older my overarching thing with this whole Jack Del Rio thing is one, to for me in my opinion, and honestly, this is probably the first time I've ever done this. I've been I've been working on podcasts and I've been on multiple different platforms talking about sports for maybe three to three, four years now. And I've never said I would consider firing anybody because I don't always believe in taking people's jobs because people have families, children, things of that nature. But if I was the Washington Commanders, I would, I, I would let go of Jack Del Rio. And this is, some people may look at this as a hot take, but I would off the sense of, you are in a locker room full of black men. And there's, there are some educated men in that locker room who have went to college, have degrees, um, and have and I, and being in the NFL, being a professional athlete, they have access to seeing things that most people don't get to see every day. So their knowledge in terms of what they see as well is just they're high level thinkers. And when you say something like that, especially if you're in a room, in a league predominantly black, African American, I think that can be troublesome in your your dynamic of a locker room because. You have to, when you're leading a defense, you have to lead a group of men and they have to follow you. And maybe if they don't feel like they feel they live in your values, they may not be able to, you know, be able to coexist with you because they feel like you don't really believe in their plight. They don't really have the best interest of what people like them look like because of the comments. Do To lead a group of men, again, I'm taking the opposite side. This is mm -hmm. not how I, what I believe. I right. think I'm this about a thousand times just to be clear but to lead men do we all have to believe the same thing if no. i if they have a different opinion than i do should i bench them should the team cut them if they come out and say something that is incorrect that's dumb that goes against maybe the consensus opinion because let's be honest what jack del rio said in the sense that you know one riot that you know looted and cause damage to a town versus these guys fighting for what they believed in. And again, the treason thing and the illegal part of it, but okay, we, we both protested things that we believed in. So I, that's where I think he's drawing the parallel. I, again, I'm trying to understand what he was thinking, but should anytime someone, and, and just, sorry, I want to go back to this. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to say this, 
I think it's probably the majority of Americans that agree with Jack Del Rio. They might not all say it. Yeah, a certain community, for sure. I think there's, and and okay, maybe it's not the, is it, I don't know, is the country 50-50 on this? I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know, know. the number. I'm, I'm guessing here. But my, my, even if it's a minority, there's a big enough chunk, right? Because the guy who they were protesting, like you said, their, their, their guy not, not winning the election, well, he still had 50% of the vote. Right. He was the president previously. So he won. So there was he has at least half of the country supporting him. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Jack Rio, are we setting a precedent that I'm not allowed to say what I feel? Because if it offends someone, I lose my job. But if it's the acceptable thing to say, even though it offends somebody, they get to keep their job. Right. Like oh. if I had the coach say something that you don't like, I get fired. But if you say something I don't like, that's acceptable. I think there's sometimes things that are deeper say, than that. And that's where I would say, again, as Jeff, we're going down a slippery slope. Because mm-hmm. if everybody who says something that offends you or is against your beliefs or, hey, is just flat wrong. Now I'm going to be me for a second. What he said was just flat wrong. Yeah. However, it's his truth. Right, right. I don't agree with it, but it's his truth. So every time someone says that, so, you know, again, nowhere near the same, I understand. But when Kyrie Irving says, I think the world is flat, well, you're fired because that's a dumb thing to say. Right. right? So, so what, what kind of, again, if I'm trying, it's real, I'm I'm admitting this to you. It's really hard for me to defend him because I disagree with him so much. But at what point are we setting this precedent that, Hey, every time someone says something we don't like, you're fired. Fired. So but this why is, can't we? No, have, right. Why can't he say, "I think it's the same," and some one of his players who are seventy percent black say, "Hey, it's not the same. Here's why it's not the same," right. and they can have a conversation about it and maybe be better. Maybe maybe he needs that knowledge. Maybe that's his opportunity to learn. Versus you said that we don't agree. You're fired. Keep separating us. So. I understand where you're coming from, but the thing about this type of topic that worries me, right, is, for example, if Jack Del Rio gets on there and says, I don't believe, I don't believe if you identify in the LGBTQ community, you should be allowed to get married. If he goes up there and says that, can you really sit here and say yes? Um, You can really sit here and say that it's just, this is his truth and this is his opinion because he hurt feelings, he should still be able to work with us. I think the Washington commanders have, I think two or one openly uh, gay uh, staff member. And I think she works uh, as either a coach's assistant in the department or she works on uh, strength and conditioning. I know she works in one of those departments for the commanders. That is worth being fired over because that's almost hate speech to say a human being cannot get married because you don't agree with well, their sexuality. It, it's that's you can try to use the same argument. Oh well, this is just how I feel because maybe I grew up this way. This is my religious beliefs. This that yeah, and third, but it's considered hate speech. In us, but it's what, considered hate speech. All the money says in God we trust. Yeah, and but if, what, you, if you do that, the Bible, if he came out and said, look, I'm a devout Christian okay. and, and hold on. And if he says, um, sorry, based on my religious beliefs, I don't believe. And I was not raised to believe that, uh, uh there, that, that there should be a same sex marriage. Now, does that mean I can't work with you? Does that mean we can't coexist and do a job together just because 
you you believe that they can and i believe that they can't why so, why is that a why is again i'm playing devil's advocate here guys no, no. why is that a reason to get fired because we don't well, because if you think about it you are not embodying the company that you're employing you and that's why you should be you should maybe fired because because if, the nfl is why if daniel snyder agrees with that too but the NFL, listen, the NFL completely. The NFL is not my employer. Daniel the, Snyder in the Washington. Yeah, but he, yes, but that is a part of the NFL, and the NFL oversees everybody. At the end of the day, whether there's the owner group, ownership group or not, Roger Goodell is the commissioner. Works the commissioner. for the owners. He works for the owners, but there's also they're all a representation of each other, and they all know that everybody is a representation of each other. At the end of the day, from the top down, bottom up, everybody's a representation of each other. NFL all 32 teams. And at the end of the day, the NFL has shown a strong endorsement of Black Lives Matter and the LGBTQ community. So if Jack Del Rio goes up there and says, I don't believe people who are a part of the LGBTQ community should be allowed to be together and have a marriage or have children, that is against what the NFL and what the 32 teams in the NFL agreed that they stand for. In the same sense, when they did the whole thing with Black Lives Matter, they put end racism on, on fields, on jerseys. It's all in the video games. So that means this is where they stand when it comes to Black people and African-American people in this country. And Jack Del Rio tried to, tried to compare the murder of George Floyd and the riot and outrage by the entire United States to those who are upset that Donald Trump was not elected president of the United States. And ultimately, in a league full of Black players and everything that has happened with Colin Kaepernick and everything that has gone on through the league, that is a subject where even if you say, oh, these are my beliefs, this is where I think I'm Amer America, proud, strong American man, I hear you. But ultimately, to some, especially those Black men in your locker room, can hear that and think to themselves, that you think that those people who are riding in the streets and walking around hundreds of thousands of people in the streets with Black Lives Matter and end racism during a pandemic were not justified in their thinking and you feel like, feel like it is comparable to what happened at the Capitol? There was no ignorance on one side. That other side was literally ignorant and pouting and probably didn't realize that they were committing a crime when they went and did what they did. And a lot of, and some of those people are serving jail sentences as we speak. So ultimately, I, if I am a black player on this team, I, I am in the back of my mind always thinking, does Jack Del Rio really for people that look like me, does he have my best interests? This man, just because where this man might stand politically, socially, that might not fly with everybody. And in a league that is probably about 70% Black, it could be troublesome. And let's be real. Everything that has happened, what's, what's, what's our guy's name? John Gruden. That's not our guy, but everybody knew. Spider <laughs> That's not my guy. But everybody remembers Spider 2 Y Banana. That's what everybody remembers from John Gruden, if you're like my age. We like, that's what I, that's my first big thing when he was garbage with Andrew Luck, Spider 2, Wild Banana. People investigate this stuff. If this becomes bigger, what if he has the same type of emails as, as John Gruden? Then what? Then it's a, that's more of a slippery slope 
are we creating a slippery slope? Is it is it okay? Is it sometimes okay to create a slippery slope if it could mean exposing some of the nonsense that goes behind the closed doors? Sometimes a slippery slope could be a good thing. You never know. So I just ultimately feel like Jack Del Rio, that Jack Del Rio's comments was his truth. I don't know, I don't think people should have been too surprised about it. He did speak his truth. That's how he honestly felt. But it was problematic. And it was, it could be, you know, insensitive to a certain group of people and people could take it that way. Let's 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 flip it now for a minute. So 70% of the 70% of the players are black and they they may may or may not have been offended. Mm-hmm. Let's let's not assume everybody was, right. um, but they may or may not have been offended. Some may think oh, I can't play for them. Some may be like I don't care what he thinks outside. Yeah. And here's the other thing, right? That you're going to get. I don't care what he does outside of football. I care about how is he a good coach, right? Just like players. Let's let's be honest. The NFL has shown I don't care what you do outside Deshaun Watson. I care about what you do on the field. Here's two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. They've, if we're talking about the precedent that the NFL has shown, they've shown I don't care what you do off the field. Beat your wife, kill some dogs. As long as you can perform on the field, we have a home for you. Well, Michael Vick served in jail. He served. He served his time. He's out. He served his time. Unlike most people, I, I he served his time. He did serve his time. I'm just, I'm saying. He, he, he he served, I'm, I'm going to have to defend him on that. He served I, his I'll time. Tell right now, I'll tell you right now, there's people who said after what he did, he should never have had the opportunity because it's a privilege to pay in the NFL. And he lost that. He should have lost that. Yeah, time. but I also think you serve your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, if we're yeah. saying there's a, percent, there's a percentage yeah. of people who think, hey. Yeah. I, know I don't want to get us off track. My bad. No, it's okay, but I know people yeah. who like their love their animals more than people, right? So yeah, they're I like, know, he might as well have killed fifty people. Yeah. Forget the and and he should be in jail for life. Yeah. So so my point is, the NFL has shown we we don't necessarily care what you do. We'll do it to make ourselves look good, but like as long as you can perform on the field. So yeah. I agree, seventy percent of of the players we know, but what about? Well, it's also a business, and seventy five seventy percent of the paying customer is white. And what if they don't care? What if they say, I don't care as long as he's a good, co- as long as he's a good coach? That don't really matter, though. The fans are coming to watch the players. I think if, any, if NIL has taught us anything, the power is finally starting to go into the, into the players' hands. More and more, you see the power dynamic is starting to shift. Players are starting to realize, you know, this show don't go on without us. I mean, say which one about Deshaun Watson, but that's player empowerment. The man got 230 million dollars fully guaranteed and he is facing 60s is is not going to play his probably the first eight games of the season oh no he's facing we can talk about that next he's he's we'll we'll talk about that next i actually don't i I have let's finish finish off on jack derail so kind of closing arguments again not what i believe um i'm just taking the opposite side because that's what we have to do at this part um so jack as far as jack derail hey i said one thing that you may disagree with but it, it is what, what I, at the time, with my knowledge base, believe to be true. I've apologized, I believe, um, for saying it, and now we can move on. Why do you, so I guess your closing argument, um, why I should get fired, when I've said, hey, what I said was incorrect, it was a mistake, I know better now, let's get back to football. Um, I just ultimately, I think the first reaction will to be to everybody in the team will forgive him or whatever, and and we'll go on, we'll start, the season will start. You have to, I think the, the, the sensitive part of this is 
how has it affected the psyche of his players now? Because ultimately, I think it comes down to is it affecting our ability to win games? Like our players, the players just say, like, we forgive you because as an organization, we just kind of had to. Like, or this was this was a decision made where, like, the, the captains made a decision and then we just had to kind of get on board. But ultimately, I don't have the same respect for him because I don't may not trust him now. Or I, I think, because you got to think, sometimes it is hard for somebody. More that he was at least, he was honest. Like, wouldn't you rather know how someone feels than not know? Um, like, I, I think know. Dave Chappelle, listen, I, I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase because I won't be able to quote him. Dave Chappelle was like, you know, again, this is Dave Chappelle, not me. Uh, maybe it was better back in the day when people were openly, you know, whether it was racist or whatever, sexist. And he's like, because then you, at least you knew where they stand. Now they're like creeping in the shadows and they're you know, yeah. smiling in your face and then stabbing you in the back when you're not looking. No, he's. I agree with that point. Again, it's a joke, but there, like I said before, some truth to that, right? No, there, there is some truth to that, but the thing is, as well, I feel like is that they're playing football. They're playing a game where they're literally putting their bodies on the line, and so I think that's a dynamic that you have to think about. Like I'm going out here and I'm busting my ass for this man that I do not respect, and yeah, I know where he stands. I know he may not want me around at his barbecue, but. You know, he told me the truth. So let me go run a thousand, a hundred miles an hour into another man. So, so again, let me ask you this. You know, that, that is something you got to think I'm about. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Would you rather play for Jack? I'm not saying me. Would you rather play for Jack Del Rio, not knowing where he stands and kind of being like, hey, I never get invited to his barbecues. Um, but you know what? He's a good coach. Or oh, at least I know why he's not inviting me to my barbecues, but he's a good coach. I mean, hey, ultimately, because we've all worked for people we don't look, like. I, I, I will say this: this this will probably be my answer. If I'm a player, if I'm a player, my, my answer probably is I'm rocking how my team is rocking. Okay, to be honest, because that's what it'll be. That's what would probably happen. Like I know the commanders probably had a conversation as a team, captains included, because you know this happens in other locker rooms. People make comments about stuff like. You know what? I'll give you something. I'll give you something that I probably that most college players or former college athletes who will play between the years of 2015 to 2014 to 2016 during the time of the elections when Donald Trump was first elected. If you went to a if you played Division One football at a school that was a predominantly white institution, which probably all of them are, please please tell me if I'm lying. This is a question to the crowd. That how did your locker room get a bit divided during that time? There was a there was a un there was like a un sub, like a subconscious division in the locker room because there was those you know from the farm country pushing hailing you know America in your locker room and then there's the inner city kids from different you know backgrounds and then there's an election between two sides. And then with that, you know what I'm saying? Like that election time causes division in the locker room. So I, I do feel like ultimately those decisions just come down to the locker room. You know, like it comes down to what the locker room feels. If the guys are going to go through it, they're going to go through it. If they're not, they're not. You know, and I think that's that's the unfortunate part is, and in, in some cases, you know, the organization has the final has the final decision, right? So. Now, Liz, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning, you know, 
racial or sexist or you know mm. you mentioned you brought up the lgbtq you know i'm not suggesting it's okay mm. but like look if if this is a utopian world I, which mm. it's not it's that we'd be able to have differing opinions and yeah. still be able to you know get to a shared goal right like right you know, you brought up again, you brought up L, the LGBTQ. So like Carl Nassib was in, in the Raiders locker room. He's the only openly gay player. Mm-hmm. There's players on that. Every, there's players on that team for them. I think the majority of them who are, who are straight. There are players on that team who are devout Christians who don't believe in homosexuality. Mm-hmm. However, they find a way to now again, Jack DeRio is different because he's a leader. I get that. And a coach. Yeah. But they find a way to make to an end goal. Like, is it, am I, am I like unicorn and rainbow guy here thinking, again, not hate, not, hey, let's kill, the, mm. like when I say difference of opinion, don't take it to the extreme. But because we have a difference of opinion, does it necessarily mean we can't work together and, and achieve a goal? No, that's, that's, like, did that's Jack not- Real, I guess, like, I guess really the question is, did, is Jack Real's comment, while wrong, while insensitive, while probably a little bit racist, is it that en- is it enough to say sorry? Your your career is over. It was it oh, a big. Oh, I don't think I don't think it was going to be a career. Do you want to fire him? That's whoa, whoa. Right? So is it a big enough? I want, I want I wanted to fire him because of the fact that I do feel like, or maybe not even you know you might just have to let him go. You pay him off. You know somebody else will pick you up. And I'm not saying to fire him because. I don't think he's a good DC. I'm wor- I would be more worried about if that if those comments lost me my defense. Yeah. No, that's where I stand on that. I'm not firing him because let's be real. People have known Jack Jenrio in the NFL for years. They knew he stood like that. There's people black and white in the NFL who knew, come on, like let's be real. They yeah, like had, you, you you typically you, know. You no, know. yeah, you know. So it was like these comments were not mind-blowing to a lot of people in the league. My thing is, and the reason why I say you might want to let him go is if I lose, if if my defense, if Chase Young is not one of the, if Chase Young say, I don't want to play for Jack Del Rio. Oh, we're not playing for Jack Del Rio. And it seems, yeah. yeah. You know what this, I'm saying? This is what you're going to hear in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like wrap it up. Like he's going to be wrapped uh, yeah. up. Because you're not going to let Chase Young go to another, because Chase Young could not want to play. And he'll be, somebody will sign Chase Young. Telling you right now. Yeah, yeah. So Chase Young goes out and says, yeah, I'm not rocking with Jack Del Rio. Jonathan Allen, because that defensive line is Jonathan Allen goes out there and says, oh, I'm not rocking with. Then, you know, then then you hear, then you hear, uh, what's my guy's name? If Terry McLaurin says, oh, I'm not rocking with Jack Del Rio, you have a problem. Well, he, he's on offense and he's already yeah, because he'll he, say exactly he contract, but yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but he's on offense and he just did not like the comments because it's representation of the entire team. Then you have an issue, and that's when you have to decide. Yeah, okay, we. May, I'm sorry, Jack. I know you were telling your truth, but you know, for what we think is the best interest of our team, you will have to let you go. And I'm not. And that's why I would say you may have to fire him, or you, I would fire him because. I would. I should have said if I was the owner, and then this is what I would do before I just said fire. Because then this. Gives, I, I, I knew where I knew where you were going. But yeah, that's so I was like you got to see it, you know. But you got to see it for what it's worth. Because it's like, hey, look, if you and I were doing this podcast, and let's say we added a third member, and 
that third member got on this podcast, man, and said something outrageous, you know, and I had a conversation with you and I said, Fluent, I don't know if I can keep recording with him because those comments, even though I know where he stands, oh, listen, I'm I, not comfortable with it. Yeah. I, I actually went through this. If I go back about a year and a half, mm-hmm. um, I had like a little podcast network. We had about 12 shows mm-hmm. and we brought um, four of the shows together to do like this kind of round table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two of the guys came to me and said, hey, have you seen this article? I'm not going to say any of these names. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this article that this person wrote? And I said, no. And they sent me the link and they said, here, read this. And it was racist, just flat out. And we no idea. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never came across on the on the pod. And we're like, oh. And they're like, I I, I can't like I can't I be on air with this person. Yeah, I don't want to do this. We're like, okay. And so it was like, hey, sorry, we can't have you, you can't. on anymore. Like, listen, I you I can't make you change what your belief structure is as much <laughs> as I'd like to. Um, but we can't work. But I can't be associated with that anymore, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Like I think you know from the shows that I'm on, yeah. it's a multicultural. Cultural, group. Yeah, like we can't have exactly. Yeah, we can't have that. So and so before we before we tie up the episode, I do want to say one more thing because this happens in real life every every day. So I play in a basketball run, and it's you know it's a weekly run, and one of the guys got kicked out. He was a white dude, and he got kicked out because he was using the N word as like an term of endearment to talk to other players that was playing. And they kicked him out the gym. We, uh, you know what? We're also gonna, like, we're gonna tackle the N word in either in in. We need to tackle that because that's that that is something that surprisingly comes up a lot. Yeah, but it's it's like when a white like he was white and he shouldn't. In my in my personal opinion, I thought he should know better. But this also goes back to, you know, he was a part of this. We have a group chat, so he. You know, we know to go on basketball this day. So we've yeah. been doing this for weeks. You know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden, because of what he said, you know, like because you like we said, is he allowed to have his opinion? Because he felt like he was in bounds to say it, right? Because he was from New York. However, they weren't in bounds to say it because there's people here who are offended by it coming out of your mouth because you are you're white. So we're gonna get kicked out of the gym. We're gonna so do, oh, there you go. And- this maybe clip this part. Make sure you tune in for that episode because we are yeah. going to um, tackle the N word. Tackle that because there's a ton of stories yeah. um, that I think and 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 ideologies about that that we yeah. you know, discuss. So I don't want to I don't want to trivialize it because it is a yeah. it is a big thing that we should talk about. But yeah, listen on the on the surface of what you said, he should. Yeah, you get kicked out of the gym. Should have been kicked out. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. If it made people uncomfortable and they wanted to, like, you know, fight. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. It has that reaction? Yeah. Yeah. All right, family. It is time. We we'll bid each other adieu. I will see you guys next week. Do you have a uh, some sort of like flowy outro music? So you want like an outro? You want like a. Really flowy, but uh, we're gonna get music. We're gonna, <laughs> you know. But I'll give you, I'll give you this because you did such a great job. There we go. I appreciate that. See you guys soon. <laughs>